and welcome to the Arbor Pod Detective Dendro series. Today's guests are James Comet and Don Hodell in the case of the deficient palms. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. I stepped off the train in beautiful Oceanside, California, and was greeted with the pleasant, cool ocean breeze mixed with the enticing smells of local restaurants serving up lunchtime fare. I was in the San Diego area on assignment, but certainly without complaint. This beautiful weather was a welcome change from back home. I mused to myself that it was also nice to have a break from Codet, who was stuck back at the office hammering out tree inventory reports and inspecting equipment. Only a short walk from the train station was Palm Avenue, a street passing near the Civic Center Park in downtown. An elegant alley of young date palms, Phoenix Dactyliferae, lined the street and led me to Civic Center Courtyard, an urban park made of geometrically spaced young date palms. At the center of the courtyard, I met my client, Desiree. She was a working single mother with a four-year-old daughter who would melt your heart. Desiree was also in charge of managing the street and park trees in downtown Oceanside. Detective! Desiree greeted me warmly. It's good to see you again. Let me introduce my daughter, Eleanor. Being cordial, I extended my hand to her daughter. Nice to meet you, Eleanor. Shyness got the best of Eleanor, and she opted for a meek wave before diving behind her mom's legs to hide. Desiree chuckled, and with one hand clutched tightly by her daughter, she began showing me around the courtyard. These palm trees have been giving me a bit of heartburn. We installed two varieties of date palms along Palm Avenue and Civic Center Courtyard as part of a big downtown improvement project about three years ago. We planted medjool along the eastern sidewalk, and we planted macho along the western sidewalk and in the courtyard. As we walked up to the sidewalk along Palm Avenue, Desiree continued, Because this was such a high-profile infrastructure project, I made absolutely sure that I was doing everything possible to make this planting a success. I got soil tests, I supervised their installation, I inspected the palms prior to purchase, and I've made sure every palm has been given the same irrigation and fertilization ever since they were planted. Impressive. She then gestured across the street. But those medjool palms have been showing advanced magnesium deficiency symptoms ever since, well, about a year ago. Sure enough, the lower fronds of the palms on the eastern side of the street had marginal chlorosis, characteristic of magnesium deficiency. We patiently waited for the traffic to abate before crossing the road, angling for a closer inspection. It didn't take long for me to confirm her findings. Eleanor patted the trunk of one such palm, respectively. I patted the trunk as well, letting my hand rest on it as I gazed upward at the yellowing fronds. Yes, magnesium is a mobile element in palms, so those symptoms appeared in the older fronds first. It's also commonly deficient in phoenix palms so it's not surprising you're seeing these symptoms. I agree that it's a common condition, but I've done my best to keep them perfectly green. I've adhered very strictly to the published fertilizer rates for these palms, and I've maintained the soil pH at a perfect level just below 7. This is such a conspicuous planting that I can't afford any raised eyebrows from the public doubting their management. I took a few moments to look up and down Palm Avenue. All of the palms had the same solar exposure and same-sized planters. The macho palms appeared green and healthy, with some scattered spent inflorescence among the older fronds. The medjool palms looked a little sickly, with their immature fruits hanging on peduncles among the yellow-margined and green fronds. 
Aside from the variety of palm, everything about the plantings looked identical on both sides of the street. I was puzzled. What was going on here? Excuse me for just a moment, detective, Desiree said with a musical laugh. She pointed back to the courtyard on the other side of the street. My daughter and I haven't eaten all morning. My gaze shifted to the little one at our knees. Eleanor apparently wasn't so shy about expressing her hunger for a snack from the vending machines over yonder. After crossing the street again, Desiree strolled to one of the vending machines at the edge of the courtyard, pulling the last two dollars out of her purse. She purchased a turkey sandwich and gave half to her daughter, who proceeded to devour it in three seconds flat. Sandwich half in one hand, Desiree turned back to me. What do you think, detective? I'm... I'm not quite sure what to think, I replied, still ruminating over the case. It seems like the only difference between the two groups of palms is the variety planted. I may have to return to the office to do a little more research. A split second before Desiree took her first bite of the turkey sandwich, her daughter tugged on her arm. Um, Mommy, I'm still hungry. May I have some more, please? For an instant, I saw in Desiree's eyes a deep longing for a taste of that precious morsel of bread and deli meat. But without hesitating, she handed the other half of the sandwich to Eleanor. Here you go, sweetie. Go on over to the playground while the detective and I figure out how to make these palms. Okay! Eleanor giggled as she raced across the courtyard, the remainder of the sandwich in hand. Desiree pivoted back to me, and with deep sincerity she confided, I love her so much. I can give till it hurts. You know what I mean, detective? And that's when it dawned on me. I do. And I think maybe those palms know what you mean, too. I pointed to the canopies of the deficient trees. Magnesium is highly mobile in palms, right? We saw how the trees were reallocating their resources from the older fronds to the newer ones. But what we didn't consider was the fruit. I then pointed at the healthy macho palms. Phoenix dactylifera is dioecious. Male, staminate, and female, pistillate parts, are found on separate trees. Macho is the name by which the male trees are sold. Those male palms don't produce fruit, just flowers. The medjool palms are female, however. They were all allocating so much magnesium to their developing fruit that there wasn't enough left for the fronds. Desiree's eyes lit up. She snapped her fingers with a grunt of understanding. So those palms were giving till it hurt, huh? They were putting all of their mobile resources toward producing their fruit, their next generation. Exactly, I continued. And that's why those symptoms didn't appear in the male palms, even though you used the same fertilizer application rate. The males were receiving adequate magnesium, but the females needed more to supply their developing fruits. You should consider increasing your fertilization rate for female phoenix palms when they begin developing fruit or removing the fruit stalks before fruit begin to develop. Make sure to use a balanced palm-specific fertilizer to avoid overcompensating and inducing deficiencies in other nutrients. Thank you so much, Detective. Desiree exhaled a sigh of relief, her expression turning optimistic. Now I can give these palms the care they need. Although, I won't be able to make these older fronds green up, 
we should see the appearance of the canopies improve within the next two years as newer fronds develop. Later, as I walked back to the train, I thought to myself, Sometimes we just have to give till it hurts. Maybe today's consult should be a pro bono. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Arbor Pod Detective Dendro series. You can earn CEUs for this podcast. Just log in at the ISA store, click on online CEU quizzes, and find the Detective Dendro quizzes. Be sure to stay tuned for the next ones. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. Culture.